Crazily enough, over the course of my career, I've written over two dozen cookbooks with chefs, and it's been one of the greatest, but also most challenging thing I've ever done. The trick is trying to translate their restauranty ways into recipes that work for the home cook, without a team of sous chefs doing the prep work and cleaning up after you. In the Plate Lab column in the Washington Post, food writer Bonnie Benwick does the same thing, working to turn chefs' recipes into something that you can actually make at home. Bonnie joins me today from D.C. Hi, Bonnie. Good to have you here. Hey, Melissa. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, Bonnie, I've been thinking a lot about this. Chefs speak and home cooks speak. It's, it's just two different languages. And it can be really hard for chefs to write recipes that home cooks can actually cook from. And I've been wondering, as um, chefs have started to publish a lot of recipes directly online, you know, on their restaurant websites, do you think they're getting to be better recipe writers for the home cook? You know, I, I would like to say that's true. But uh, evidence points to the contrary. (laughs) And more and more people are sort of, you know, they want to go to the restaurants where the celebrity chefs are. And even if the chefs aren't present, they have something great and they ask for the recipe. And restaurants love that. Chefs are nice to share the recipes. But those recipes that you're going to get straight from the chef really might not look anything like uh, what you've seen in a cookbook. Um, It is this kind of different speak. They, They don't learn how to write recipes in chef school, or they have different reasons for writing recipes like they do for restaurant cooking, for obviously for scaling purposes, you know, they're making mass quantities of any kind of sauce or anything that you might get. But Mm -hmm. more importantly, I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, when people get these recipes, they should know that they're not going to be, you know, like an Ina Garten recipe. They're not going to be, you know, a set number of ingredients. The order of ingredients isn't going to match what you're doing in the directions, might call for a completely different equipment than you have in your kitchen. So when you go to, I know that you actually go into restaurants and watch the chefs cook when you're doing your column. And have you noticed that their process might be different? I do. Um, It's a really fun uh, part of my job. Editor Joe Yonan and I switch off on a Washington Post Sunday Magazine column called Plate Lab. We are recreating recipes that are in restaurants. You know, they're very popular dishes. People write in and ask us, you know, oh, can you get the recipe for this? You know, that thing that used to be, you know, in gourmet magazine all the time. It's sort of like a version of that. But I found very quickly uh, the recipe that I would get, you know, might not have the number of servings. It certainly doesn't have where to get special ingredients or substitutions are a big thing. You know, um, chefs can get their hands on ingredients that they can get in from all kinds of distributors. Right. The main thing is really just uh, quantities. You know, like they can scale a soup recipe back because it's all liquid and you're going to puree it in a blender or cook it in a pot for 12 hours or whatever. But mostly it's in terms of if there's a really great sort of main dish and there's a sauce to go with it, you know, the main dish it has the expected amount of ingredients for four servings or eight servings or whatever of like a pork chop or you know, chicken fried steak, but then the sauce that goes with it makes like two quarts. So (laughs) it's scaling it back. And then I'm the one who's scaling it back, not even the chef. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if you get down to like an eighth of an eighth of an eighth of a whatever, are you going to taste that? (laughs) So that, that makes it a little tricky. You know, I talked to Judith Jones a long time ago about writing recipes, and she said there's just there's no reason not to write them in English. You know, don't <laughs> leave out your articles and participles. And, you know, chefs are, you know, they've got deadlines and time frames, and I understand that. So it's the briefest language possible. But, you know, they're not telling you how often to stir, like Dory Greenspan sort of, you know, holds your hand through a recipe. In recipes that we get, for example, um, and this is 
one of the things that people can look out for. They're not going to tell you the size of the eggs they're using. Mm. They're not going to tell mm-hmm. you what kind of salt it is. And and you and I know it's almost always kosher salt, right? Right. And then so someone like Dory Greenspan, who you just mentioned, um, who's a fantastic cookbook writer who does a lot of baking, she would always tell you to use large or extra large yes. eggs. Yes. Um, the butter. You know, they're the always using unsalted butter, but they're not going to write unsalted butter. So I, I think more people, again, have unsalted butter in their homes for cooking, but it, it might not be the first thing that people reach for, for example. And what about the salt? Have you ever noticed that chefs maybe tend to underreport their salt usage. <laughs> I would say so. The the sort of, uh, you know, that kind of, it reminds me a little bit of throwing dice. You know, there's that kind of sideways handful that <laughs> just goes into the pot right, right at the when end. nobody's then, looking. <laughs> yeah, it's like lucky sevens, you know, tossing it in. Bonnie, has there been one recipe that you've translated that's made it into your own cooking? Yeah, I would have to say uh, from David Guas, who I you know, who is a pastry chef and also really knows how to write a recipe. There was a a Cajun shrimp uh, recipe that he did. It's easy to make. Uh, It's online at WashingtonPost.com recipes. And so many people wrote in to say they made it and they loved it. So I'd have to say that's, that's been one of my favorites. Hey, Bonnie, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks. It was fun. Bonnie Benwick is a deputy editor of The Washington Post. Take a look at the recipe that Bonnie mentions for David Gauss's shrimp creole. Find it at splendidtable.org. 